Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, it's another episode of the Pinocchio Odyssey. Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go. You, have you have you watched any more of Pinocchio? I'm about seven minutes in now. So what, what what happened on the latest bit you watched? Uh well, I've just seen Geppetto bringing him to life. I've done. I don't want too many spoilers because we might get as far as that in this episode. Right. Yeah, no, he hasn't brought him to life. He's just finished painting him, and he's he dancing around him. with him. On he's trying the, on in the his strings. mind. He's trying he's, to pretend that he's real, isn't he? Yeah, he's giving him a bit of a test run, but he's just—he's just used this fucking uh, what's he called, Geppetto, mm. the cunt. He's just used both pronunciations of Pinocchio that oh, we talked fuck about you previously. Now it's chaos. What, one minute he says, "I have just the name for you, Pinocchio," and yeah. then he asks the fish and the cat if they like the yeah. name. They don't like it, and then he goes, <laughs> "That settles it." Pinocchio it is. Make your now. fucking mind up, mate. We and don't know what it home. is. You're sat I'm thinking I've been confused about this for fucking weeks now. I thought I I've finally got it settled in me nut. Decades. It's always yeah. been Pinocchio. But I thought that was a kind of a northern pronunciation. Yeah. I've heard it done both ways all over the world. Well, because as a, as a super fan of the film, yeah. I have discussed it in... In most continents, at some point or another, people <laughs> of all different colours and cultures. Yeah, yeah. I have I have conversations about Pinocchio wherever I go um, with anyone I can find who's into it. But mm. what? Do you, let me ask you: What do you make of? What do you make of Geppetto's vibe so far? Because it's almost, you know, I think we've already touched upon, and we'll certainly mm. talk more about how he basically parents Pinocchio once Pinocchio is been rendered human right and that's still to come mm-hmm. but at this stage what do you make of his vibe i mean he's got old man looks pretty old to me as well uh mm. living on his own he's got a nice rig in a nice sort mm. of part of the world seems Full i always think it toys. looks like feels like the swiss alps or something yeah and yeah. he's got this cat who he's obviously quite close to and he's developed some sort of friendship with the fish as well yeah. um but why, at this stage in his life, is this single old man obsessing over this puppet of a of a strange little boy? And it's too obvious; it's almost trite to start 
crying nonce at this stage, so let's not yeah, do that's, that, because we're, that's, we're that's better like the, than that. Yeah, that's the banter route, isn't it? That's the banter that's the route. Banter we're not going to start doing that. Um, oh, it must be a nonce. I just uh, not... Categorically, I'm, Gepetto, I'm not calling Geppetto a nonce, but I am saying strange vibes, right? I, I don't get it. I don't, he's got the cat and he's got the fish. That should be enough for anybody to, at this stage of his life, to bring uh, a wooden child into the family unit. And when you see the reaction from the cat and the fish, they're not happy. They don't like They've it. They've had their noses put out of joint, so I don't know what them, he's thinking. It, perhaps, perhaps it's early onset dementia. I don't know. Um, I was talking to way. someone. I was talking to someone recently who has experience of uh, visiting care homes, mm. and what she was saying was that there's there's a thing called I thought what was it called it might be called doll therapy, mm. where um, the, all these old ladies in the care homes they get um, they get given realistic looking dolls of babies, oh and they sit for hours on end rocking these babies backwards and forwards in their arms and looking after these babies but apparently it's a really good thing it's really good for them it calms them down it keeps them occupied and it brings out the maternal nature in them and this is like something that's very widely known in care homes so maybe it's a bit Stephen King isn't it it's it's not ideal right I mean put it this way you know like when my brother stumbled drunkenly into that nunnery that time yeah right yeah imagine a situation like that where a poor innocent drunk man Mm -hmm. is stumbling about and finds himself accidentally inside a care home are you saying he was gonna he should have been rocked gently by a nun although that would have that would have helped him (laughs) i think i often think with him that just a few more cuddles from yeah from anyone would Mm -hmm. would help him Mm-hmm. Um, would help him with his demons, but yeah, I, I just mean if you stumbled into somewhere and saw a load of really old women just nursing baby dolls, rocking well, them yeah. side to side, oh, quite this a person, fucking powerful this, this, image, isn't it? This woman I was talking to about it—that was what she said. She said the first time she saw it, she was like, "Ugh, what creepy! The fu- uh, what's all this? Fuck it! Uh, what's this?" But you know what? When you're sat in a care home day in day out and you don't know what the fuck's going on. And someone hands you a baby and you start rocking it, it makes you feel good. Who are we to judge? Mm. Who are we to judge? Who's getting hurt? No one. No, I'm not judging. So, I'm not judging them. I'm saying. You just said it's weird. I would find it a difficult thing to cope with myself to see it. Sam, but Sam, that's the way it the goes. Wo- the, the world of the care home is weird. It's a oh, world no. unlike any other that we know. Maybe it's our destiny. I've, so, probably. I've been in. A, it, it probably is because. Like, life expectancy is going up all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, we have discussed our own deaths extensively on this podcast over the years. endlessly. I mean, we have discussed so much about plans. We've speculated about our respective deaths so much, it's almost (laughs) perverse. But the the other reality, or the strong possibility that we haven't confronted, is that we might live for fucking ages more. We're always dwelling on the fact that we might die out of the blue or whatever Mm. but actually what we haven't contemplated is that we could you know a lot would tell you right you don't smoke i don't smoke Mm. right um we are both white uh ostensibly middle class in terms of our sort of socioeconomic our current socioeconomic environment right yeah i don't know i I mean like you know (laughs) Sunderland's a very kind of um, 
<laughs> sort of underprivileged part of the country yes thank you very much yeah <laughs> but it but it is not hev- as heavily polluted as london so we'll kind of true you know this is true. at least the air is cleaner there it? i mean Swings you could be living those. in somewhere where you're like it's like walking down the street in london is like smoking 40 fags a day anyway well, mate is, doesn't london have its entire um pollution rate output emissions or whatever in the first five days of each year and then after that it's in i think yeah. i read that and then after that it's in the red zone for the rest of the year you just briskly well, a, do- a doctor coughing once, on fumes a, a doctor said oh well, if you open up someone if someone i knew was like if you open up someone's chest and they're from london you can't tell the difference whether they've been like smoking fucking 40 lambert and butler every day since right. they were 12 or not yeah he went because it's all the fucking same I mean, it almost Jesus. made me think, well, I might as well start smoking then if I'm going to carry on living here because mm. I'm not doing myself. Anyway, the point I'm making is, mate, we both have a lot in our favour in terms of our life expectancy. And just yeah. our time in history, right, means that people are getting older all the time. We both, both of us, to one degree or another, have a lot of sort of advantages in that sense. And we may well... And I'm not just talking about your sausage roll that's hidden in the um, thermos flask, right? Did you say sausage roll as in singular? Sausage rolls, sorry. That's yeah. Various. Yeah. So we could, we could survive for a fucking long time, mate. And and the problem is, is that medical science can keep the body alive, but it cannot keep the fucking brain alive as easily. And that's why there's so many countries. The chances of me and you being in a degenerative state in a fucking care home somewhere, yeah. right, for the final 20 years, possibly, of our existence, yeah. is fucking huge, mate. Well, this is why we're pro-euthanasia, isn't it? But but yeah. then again, I don't know, because they, they might bring along special drugs that can fend off dementia. I think yeah, they're they, close. They, they're working on that all the time. And I mean, so we in could, our we, lifetime, we, we that could, could happen. We, we, we could get to the age of 130 and have bodies like Action Man and <laughs> minds as agile as, let's say, um, Giles Brandreth. <laughs> do you know, know that is the That's wind where bubble. we could be at. Age if you were to do weird science, but about a bloke rather than about Kelly LeBrock, so yeah. it was about two women making a man, right? right. They would that. Those are the things that they'd combine, wouldn't they? They'd get the body, the body of, action of Action Man and the brain of Brandreth. Brain of Brandreth, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this film is. Pinocchio, Pinocchio, whatever. It's, weird science. It's, it's got a weird science vibe about it, but not in a sexy way. Mm. Um, God, I love weird science. Well, I did when I was a teenager. No, mate. I mean, weird science still very much stands up to scrutiny. Does I, it? Because I, I, I watch yeah. it at least once a year I've done pretty mm. much since it came out and yeah Kelly it's LeBron still just is it's still phenomenal. just as good yeah but the the lads are just uh, yeah, the, yeah everyone yeah, in it okay. is fucking hilarious so anyway um, I wonder where Kelly LeBron is now well she was on a reality where, show where, not so long where ago where is Kelly LeBron now she was on a reality show where is Kelly LeBron we've talked about her before right because now. I, th- I think that um I think that Rod Stewart was uh, hanging around, with, spending a lot of quality time with her at one point in the 80s. Was he? I, I mean, he's so, just yeah. celebrated his 24th wedding anniversary, apparently, which good for him. 
Good for him, yeah. Rod Stewart. Yeah, There's well a good done. interview with him on the BBC website today, um, which it's an interview, but in the preamble to the interview, the interviewer roundly insults Rod Stewart. It's um, Mark Savage, the BBC music correspondent. Yeah. Um, and it's it's talking about why he didn't play live here, but then Mark Savage talks about Rod's new album. It's his 31st album, The Tears of Hercules. Brilliant name for an album, Rod. Whoa. The Tears of Hercules. And it says, uh, it's an eclectic record that attempts to balance the 76-year-old's rascally youth with his older, more <laughs> sentimental side. It opens with a suite of libid- libidinous love songs. One more time, Gabriella and Cuckoo Ramabama. And then it says, yeah. the, it's, it says, the latter is as dopey as the title suggests. <laughs> it describes it as a risible celebration of carnal love, in which the star declares, sex is cool and sex is nice. Sex will lead you to paradise. I love it. That's a great lyric from Rod Stewart in 76. Yeah. So then... <laughs> and then he interviews him. I love Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart gives no fucks at all. I mean, mate, anybody. If we want to wrap up Pinocchio, I'm glad to do that and do Rod Stewart's book. I can recommend it because I read it. In fact, I listened to it as an audio book, and I've probably right. talked about it before, but it's right up there amongst the best. It okay. is right up there, mate. Well, I mean, I don't know. We're in we're in the middle of a Pinocchio thing here. Pinocchio. I don't know. Um. Well, we don't have to do it now. We can make the decision later, but we don't. You know what I'm saying is, we don't have to drag out Pinocchio. We can go. We can, there's lots of things we can switch to, but just stick the Rod Stewart book on the list because if you like Rod, uh, his book is. I mean, yeah, you can imagine. I've told you about one of the great takeouts of his book was his chat line when he goes. A lot of people ask me how I've been so successful with women over the years despite the fact that I'm not the most handsome fella in the world. Well, it all comes down to confidence and charm. He goes, I've never been backwards in coming forwards with women. I've got a great line that has always served me well. If I walk it, he goes, you, you, with women, you cannot hesitate. If you walk into, the, into a bar, the first thing you've got to do is immediately identify the most attractive woman in there. Not the second most, not the one you think you might have the best chance with, just objectively the best-looking woman in there. Then, without any hesitation, walk straight up to her and just say, hello, darling, what you got in your handbag? <laughs> it's like punching the biggest bloke at work on the first day in your new job. Yeah, it go is. Big or and go he goes, that, that line, what you got in your handbag, he goes, it's great because it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Because they might start telling you and then that leads to a rather conversation. They might say, it's none of your business and then you go, blah, 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 blah. Uh, having said that, don't go up to women and start talking to them in an unsolicited way. It was the 70s and Rod Stewart was a famous rock star, so it was yeah. sort of all right. He, um, yeah, he, he talks about that. He says, I would always put women first. He says, you says, artists like yourself and Madonna and Prince used to sing about sex all the time, but it seems less common now. Why do you think that is? And he says, well, we all live in a different world to when I was rampant. <laughs> <laughs> He Fuck says there you know, was no was pornography. Rampant. There was no pornography. All we had was Penthouse and Playboy. So I think the romance has gone out of it somehow. 
So uh, wow, yeah. it, it, there is there is something in that. It might not be that the romance has gone out, but it might be that I don't know. Maybe there's more of an outlet for maybe there's more of an outlet for people's sexual, sexual frustrations content. beyond actual sex. Yeah, <laughs> which is not such a bad thing because, in my opinion, sorry to be very pious, but in some ways, I just think that people, I think that they're. I, I think that you shouldn't have too much sex. You should have just no. enough. Yeah, but then what's enough? It depends on the person, doesn't it? Depends on your drives and yeah. your appetites, doesn't it? Your needs, your oh. thirsts. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jalapeno. I was really glad when I became less and less triggerable, but someone mm. once said it's great as you get older because. As your libido goes, it you realise that it the last you know the first sort of twenty years of adulthood feels like you are constantly carrying a maniac around on your back who's telling <laughs> you to do ludicrous things, and then, and then you hit about forty and the, the maniac just sort of starts to fuck off Disappears. and you can just get on Disappears. with living life normally. Yeah, that's just testosterone. Yeah, I guess so. That's the sum yeah. in that. But um, then again, well, I mean, what about testosterone patches? Because I know a couple of people who are on testosterone patches. and because they're not manly it, enough. It, uh, I don't know. There's various problems with um, reducing testosterone. Like one of them's to do with your metabolism. So the right. reason it's harder to keep weight off as you get older. Yeah. I mean, I find that a lot. I used to be such a skinny cunt and I'd eat and drink beer and do what the fuck I wanted. And now it's just like fucking moment on the lips lifetime on the hips mate oh fucking test and, and that and goes hand in hand with my untriggerability as well i think it's a testosterone right. issue because your metabolism slows down right right it's so if i went out and got some uh some fucking because you know me as well if they tell you to put one patch on once i have access to these patches i'll be putting like six or seven of them on myself every day won't i it's the way well, i operate yeah well yeah um, it's all or nothing isn't it but the problem would be is that my metabolism might speed up and I'd lose my t- fat tummy, but what, I'd suddenly become triggerable. You'd Start be like going around with a fucking erection all over the place, oh, wanting to have it off again. Yeah. Ooh, Drive the missus mad. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I was just I was doing the, the hand across the forearm gesture yeah. there for anybody yeah. who didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Anyway... Getting back so. to Geppetto, um, yeah. it is a weird setup he's got. Uh, why yeah. is this need for a child companion um, descending upon him so late in life? 
Like all of a sudden, you sure. just woke up. Going, I need a fucking kid. I need a kid. I'm going to make one out of fucking wood. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's go back to where we were up to. We've got we've got Jimmy Jiminy Cricket, is it? Jiminy Cricket's yeah. appeared, and he's walked into the to the workshop under a gap in the door. Uh, it's a very inviting workshop. The fires are on. All the lovely toys are everywhere. Cricket himself, as I've said, looks fuck all like a cricket. He looks like a a a, a bean, or a piece of blue tack in a suit with big boots on. Is ludicrous. But he yeah. opens a big book with Pinocchio written on the front. He's got a lot, a lot and, to say for himself as well, hasn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, he's immediately a massive irritant. I'm going to feel <laughs> as though I'm uh, at odds with this fucker as the, as the longer it goes on. So he's got a lovely big candle uh, lighting the scene. And uh, candles, let's bring back candles, surely. Mm. Mm. Are candles bad for the planet? They can't be, can they? They don't give off much smoke. Mm. I mean, you can fill a room full of candles Mate, and turn I the electricity off. I have a huge amount of candles in my house. I'm do a, you? I'm a, do you, I'm a do you fan use them candles. for smell? For smell for, or for lighting? For, for smell, sometimes romantic lighting, but on the whole, oh. smell. Right. Now, I don't know if you remember, but at one of our shows, I can't remember which one, we were doing ratings, and someone in the audience said, um, Advent candles. Yes. And I, I accused that Leeds. person of making them up because I'd never fucking heard of Advent Candles. Yeah. Yeah? That person sent me a message and said, oh, it was me who said Advent Candles. And I was like, are these real or not? I don't, you know, it sounds like bullshit. Yeah. I ended up, she went, oh, yeah. I ended up discussing it with a mate that night and saying, have you heard of Advent Candles? And he went, of course I've fucking heard of Advent Candles. Where have you been living your whole life? They're fucking really commonplace. What are you making a big deal out of it for? <laughs> right? Um, so what, what the other than? Is, is it an Advent calendar with a different candle in each day? I still don't quite know. But my mate Hang made on. me feel... It was a bit like that time when I told my wife that I'd got really into the music of... Um, what's her name? <laughs> Fucking Beyonce's sister. Solange. Solange. But I was going on about so okay, yeah, have you heard that? Solange? She's Beyonce's sister, she's fucking amazing. Listen to this song. And my wife was like, You do know that song is about fucking twelve years old, you mad cunt. <laughs> and I was so delighted with myself for discovering it. It's a bit like that with the advent candles, I think. I'm I'm looking on one of the leading candle sites in the UK and you can mm. get uh, Advent Candle Book, which is thirty four ninety nine, an Advent Tower, which is uh, seventy nine ninety five, and a Yankee Candle Advent Wreath, which is just twenty four ninety five. So this is the countdown to Christmas. Twenty four cent tea lights, so one for each day. It's, it's, it's an Advent calendar with candles in, and. That seems like a good deal to me. 25 quid for 24 candles. You could knock one out each day. Well, if they smell nice, light then it up. that... Yeah, I mean, I do like burn that. Burn it for the whole day, couldn't you? Mm. Take a day to burn a candle, reckon? Probably. Depends on the size, really. But I'll tell you more about this site, Candles Plus. Do you know who one of the leading candle figures is in the UK? Celebrity. Uh, let me get, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Matt Hancock. I think it's oh, a side hustle that he's probably, got. He'd probably say he was, but it'll mm. be a lie, obviously. It's um, it's none other than Bob Carroll G's. 
fuck off. He's, is he a candle millionaire? Bob Carroll G's. Uh, if you Google Bob Carroll G's candles, he has got uh, a candle emporium uh, near Frodsham in Cheshire. Candles Plus. That's what I put and all the spit the dog money into. Exactly. Not, yeah. I earned that much. Exactly. Between, between 1978 and 1989, <laughs> I earned that much out of spit the dog royalties and residuals <laughs> that I was basically I wasn't quite set up for life but I did think if I invest shrewdly here I could be set up for life so I took all the spit the dog money I retired spit and I ploughed everything into candles I, it was like betting everything on black in the casino I was like it's all going on candles and if I'm wrong <laughs> about candles having a future then my entire spit the dog legacy is ruined what? Turns out I was fucking right. People were all like, what do people want? Candle sorbing mates were like, there's light bulbs now. If you haven't heard Bob, you fucking idiot. But I said, no, you just you watch. It's like vinyl. It's coming back. Very, very early in my, inverted commas, show business career, I made a decision. I saw a path. I saw a gateway. And candles was at the end of that path. To me, the dog and the show business was a means to an end. Long term, it was all about candles. And I I was being counterintuitive. This was the days of the big light in the living room when that would always be on. And I thought, no, eventually, everything's cyclical. We'll get back to candles again. This can't go It's a law of diminishing return. Light's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually, it'll go right back to year zero. You can't get bigger than the big light. So we want to go one way. That's backwards towards candles. And that's why I put the spit the dog money to one side. That and was um, now as all you know, smelly candles, yeah, normal lighting candles, tea lights, and of course, what's dead big now, advent candles. It got a lot of uh, mileage out of that dog, didn't he? Spit the dog. All basically, it, it just spit. used to spit. That was it. God, it didn't my, speak. My mum, though, right? My mum. <laughs> if I watch spit the dog with my mum, she's like that. Like every time she watched it. It was like the first mm. time she'd seen it. She'd be like, oh, oh, what that, what? Oh, oh no, he spat on him. Oh. And I'd be like, look, I'm not saying Spit the Dog wasn't funny, but why are you acting so shocked every time? You know he's going to fucking spit. That's all he does. That was it. That was the beginning and end of it. Um, she absolutely oh, it fucking pissed herself laughing for however many years he was at his height, and it was a good, it was over a decade, I'd say, that Carol G's and Spit the Dog were thriving. Yeah. I mean, even if it was just, I don't think they ever had their own show, but even if it was just, um, do you know what? I've just remembered. Bob Carol G's did a fucking Hellman's Mayonnaise advert, mate. Did he? Yeah. What's, what's, what's the connection there, then? Why is that so well, special? I don't know, but I was just thinking, how big did Carol G's get in his <clears> pump? Right, I'm thinking how oh, big he was, was big. it? He, and he was think, big. It, it, it was all based on the puppet. And you think, no, hang on, I've just remembered. Carol G's was in a mayonnaise advert, Hellman's mayonnaise. So I remember watching it, and it must have been a good advert because it always made me fancy a sandwich when I saw it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I fancy one now. I'm thinking that's strange. Why would you have a man that's associated in everyone's mind with a mm. dog that spits? Yeah, with what's the, the secret stuff? ingredient in the, in the mayonnaise? stuff like mayonnaise. So all you're yeah, thinking yeah. is dog gob. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But he yeah. was in it, and the dog was nowhere to be seen, understandably. So 
Yeah, he kind of he, he got he this got is, a fucking spin-off career. This is this is veering into a fucking Bob Carroll G's history box. It looks like <laughs> the Carroll G's candle shop doesn't belong to him anymore because he's uh, it says he used to own a candle shop. I sold the rights. I sold the brand to yeah. a bigger a global candle conglomerate yeah. based out of Korea. That's the and parent company. And they bought the brand. He's 73 now. So um, maybe he doesn't have the shop. But there's a review of the candle shop on the internet. And uh, someone in 2015 uh, reviewed it by saying, I missed seeing Bob and Spit. Prices are great and a nice atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it sounds like Spit was in there sometimes as Maybe well, Spit serving the dog customers. Was involved. Yeah. Someone Spitting else said on expensive. The Someone else said expensive, but he sells everything. Love going here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he does the... Where did you say it was, mate? Uh, Frodsham. Where's that? It's Cheshire, of course. Oh. Um, do you remember Gibral Cisse? He played for Liverpool yeah. for a while and mm. then for Sunderland. He was uh, self-appointed Lord Frodsham, Lord of the oh, Manor. Yeah. When I he, think lived he bought himself the title or something like that. Or he so bought the Manor House. So it's one of those sorts of like Alderley Edge it. type places where all the yeah, footballers and yeah. rich people live. One of them. So I fancy a little po- poke around there one time. One it of those areas. Like Have you ever idea. been around for a little snoop? I haven't. It feels like a good idea. They'll see if Gibraltar is still around as well. Yeah. But fucking hell, Bob Carroll was on surprise, surprise, wasn't he? He was still a black for eight years. With or without a dog? Was, I'm not sure. So, so he started doing things without spit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the spit was a bit part of player. Spit just spat. That was I it. Know, There's only so much you can do with that. Carol look at Keith obviously, Harris and Orville, though. I mean, some people are just synonymous with their puppet. Yeah, they but, find it very hard but, to break the strings. Orville spoke. What True. was the monkey called? Cuddles the monkey. That that Cuddles, spoke yeah. as well, didn't it? Yeah. You, 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 your mute alternative is Rod Hull and Emu, but you've got an element of violence there with Emu. Yeah. Cut, and then you've got Noel and Blobby. Time. But of course, Blobby was independent of movement, Again, wasn't he? chaos and violence. You didn't have that with spit. All you had with spit was some spitting. Yeah. But uh, you see why it didn't, um, it, it you know, didn't keep him going forever. But it, it says he first appeared in a guest spot on Tiz Wars in 1979. Main presenter Chris Tarrant's first words to him were, I don't know who the fuck you are, but stand there, you're going to be on telly, it's great. <laughs> Chris Tarrant's and quite was an interesting it. character as well. And he was I've a heard star. his Desert Island discs, and um, right. it's funny. All right, okay. I tell you, Chris Tarrant's another major proponent of living out loud. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um... Yeah, I think there we've covered candles, we've covered um, Spit the Dog, Bob Carroll G's. We've, you know, we've had a little look at Pinocchio. We'll give it one more episode, Pinocchio. We'll see where it goes. There's a huge fucking overlap, if you haven't spotted it, between our discussion of Bob Carroll G's, his relationship with Spit, um, Mm. his sort of, you know, his independence, um, you know, in relation to Spit and the whole Geppetto and Pinocchio thing. If people think this shit just meanders unscripted, they're wrong. This was forensically planned. Yeah. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
Yeah, we'll 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 have another go. We'll have one more go up and up your next time and see if Mate, what you've got to do is get to the bit with Honest John. That's what it's all about. Get to well, the I'll, bit I with do. Honest John. I'll, 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 I'll watch it tonight. And, and we'll I'll just try. fast forward to that because I'd just like to get your yeah. thoughts on Honest John and his operation. Yeah, because I'll tell you there's fuck all happening in the first seven minutes. That's as yeah, far just, as I've just, got. Yeah, just, it's a short film, mate. Just plough through. When you get to the bit, when Honest John comes into it, it really takes off. All right, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll pick it up next time from Honest John and see where yeah. that leads. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We've had a go. Uh, that's all you can ask of us. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with more next time. Goodbye. All the best. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.